Hello and welcome to the A to Z podcast. Zach Jackson, Andre Knott, at Akron Jackson, at Dre Knott on most of your favorite social media platforms. Facebook.com slash A to Z podcast. Give us a like over there. Shout out to Blue Wire. Shout out to American Fireworks, our longtime friends in Hudson. Easy to get to from anywhere via the Turnpike, via 480. Always open online, AmericanFireworks.com. Tell them A to Z sent you. Dre. What's up? How this are is you? Our, going to be our happy hour edition here uh, in a crazy day. You know, not that the quarterback news is is entirely surprising, but the Browns did come out and, and make it official for Thursday night's game. Um, we'll get to a couple other things. We're on the clock here. We appreciate <laughs> you guys listening. Um, question for you. What okay. is your favorite football cliche? Whether it's Dang. Coach Stone or your dad, uh, or you hear it on TV, right? Or it was well, I keep hearing now. this all. The, I keep <laughs> hearing the one that they're using with the backup quarterback, Case Keenum, and everybody's making it out like Stefanski made it. And I love Stefanski, but you know that's that's one of those that I've heard forever. What is it? Stay ready. Stay if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Yeah, um, right. That's a pretty solid one, right? That's, it is. that's there's about worse as, ones than that. There's worse yeah. ones than that. Okay, uh, it so is what's what your it favorite is. cheesy one then? Yeah, it no, is you know, the, the games the games won or lost in the line of, in the line of scrimmage, right? Yes. That's okay. what we've always heard. That's well, the reason I ask is, and I was just getting through writing this as we decided that we had 20 or so minutes here. They all apply to tomorrow, right? Yeah. All that matters is this game, right? Case Keenum's got to prepare every week like he's a starter, and now that right. he is, right? And, like, you take care of business here. You take care of your own business. You'll be fine because there's a lot of football season left, right? And the short week is the same for everybody. Uh, yes, sir. In, in a game that you're probably only going to need 20-ish points to win, right? It is the basics. It is blocking and tackling and don't beat yourself. <laughs> Another great cliche, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's well, what I'm saying is like, look, the Broncos started out hot. They've come back to the reality that they're just not very good. They, when you don't have a great offense in this league, you have to have an elite defense. They have a very slow good down. defense. Not slow league. down. You say those words and our words get misconstrued and said certain ways. Yes, you're right. But there's no difference in what's being said in Berea. I think that's the thing about an NFL season. And I think some people got in their feelings and got their feelings hurt about some of the words I used last in the last episode. So I'll speak a little nicer today uh, since I'm dressed nicer today. and You can't see me. So I'll just do this the whole time while I'm saying it. Um, I think some of our words are sometimes misconstrued and give people confidence that's, that's not real confidence. Um, and, and some people take these words and they run with it. Every, hey, at 8.20 Thursday night, these two teams sit in the same issue, same problem, same cockpit, and if they don't have the right mindset, one of them is going to be drafted in the top ten come April. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's too much of a stretch, right? Like, oh. <laughs> full cliche, stop the bleeding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and Denver comes here, and Denver comes here, and look, their quarterback is banged up, and they probably are saying, and I know people are getting caught up with what, what Miller said, but when you actually hear the comment, it wasn't terrible. Case Keenum didn't even think it was terrible. It seemed from what I heard from Case Keenum today. Um, that's uh, – Denver feels like they're getting on a plane right now. I'm like, shit, let's sneak into Cleveland and see if we can slide one out and get back home and get healthy, right? I mean, that's the mindset for both – the both teams have the same mindset is all I'm going to. Yeah, no, you just l- – Listen, I mean, for the Browns to drop, it, it was more than just the result, right? When, when you drop right. the, game, the start of a three-game homestand, then you have to get the second one, right? And when you're already two games behind in the division, you cannot lose a home AFC game. You just can't. Yeah. I mean, we get, we get caught up in all those things that you, they can't. Like, there's things that we have conversations about that, that they, they have a game, they need to win it. I talked to Wyatt Teller yesterday, and, and Wyatt, 
Um, and I haven't, this is the first time I ever got to talk to him. I got to say, man, fuck COVID. And I say it that way because we do some of these interviews and you know, this, you cover this team daily. I don't get to cover it the way I used to, but to have a conversation the way I did with Wyatt Teller, it pisses me off that we weren't sitting in the same room laughing and talking. Cause I felt like we could have BS for two hours. You, you know what I mean? Like, cause he's that kind of guy. But the one thing I took from him um, is that they know they didn't play up to their ability. And here's something that he told me that I X's and O's wise to pay attention to. You know, I brought up that one of their best plays is when he pulls. When, you know, when Wyatt Teller from the right guard position pulls out to the left, um, we've seen touchdown. We've seen some of the biggest runs from Chubb and from Hunt running to the left. If you've noticed, the other running back hasn't run to the right very often because of that wrist injury that he's had. But that's another story. And he said, Dre, he said, when we came out in the field last week, he goes, they basically put a six-man front upon us. And when they put a six, they basically went man up on the guards and the center. Well, that takes away from this team being able to pull Petonio or Wyatt Teller. And to me, and you may disagree with me, they just had me do this on Fox 8. Um, if I ask you the MVP for the Cleveland Browns in the first six games, I know some people would say uh, Miles Garrett. I went with Wyatt Teller because, to me, he's been the most consistent Brown for six games. Uh, I think he's not even the best guard on the team. Well, you can go with either one of them. I'm going yeah, with them. No, you can I, go with them. Yeah. No, I think right. the answer is Kareem Hunt, which is another problem for not having yeah. him for a month. For but sure. Yeah, no, you can make that case. Sure. Sure. Um, look, this is how this league changes. I did an article after the fourth game, which wasn't that long ago, right? And said who who played the best, right? right and the right. answer, the, the option, it was close, but the options were different. Um, the injuries have dealt the Browns a crappy hand. You know, I guess uh, right now as we record this 28 hours out from kickoff, there is some hope that e- at least one of the tackles will play, right? Um, right. Have we heard anything on uh, 80 yet? No, I, they have until 4 o'clock tomorrow to do it. Uh, okay. There's no open practice today. So no, Stefanski's not going to give any answer on that, so I, I don't know um, that. But, you know, you, you need – this is going to be a blood and guts game, right? And you – your passes are going to be quick out of the hands, except when you're forced into situations that they're not. Right. And even without your backs, the lifeblood of your offense, right? Uh, and that's not to take away from what Batonio and, and Teller do, but those, those guys finish pretty good behind them. You're going to need to, to get some run yards. And, and those guys, the line is going to have to play not just better than last week, right? But right. probably it's best game of the season to get a push, to open things up, Um I know he, I know it's been a bad couple weeks for the head coach, and it's been a bad month plus for the early offensive scripts that were so good last year. But I expect, Dre, some imagination, some, some moving pieces around, some ball moving misdirection, different places. And then, you know, once that kind of wears off, if you can sting with that and get a lead, then I think it's going to come down to can we run behind our line and get three or four when we need it to keep the chains moving and to Back keep to the quarterback basics. out of bad situations. See, I go opposite. I, I think you go I, – and I, I go opposite on the, on the whole thing. You just go back to basics. When in doubt in any sport, whether it's a baseball slump, whether it's a basketball shooting slump, if a shooter's in a shooting slump, what do you say usually? Hey, man, drive to the hole, try to get fouled, go to the free throw line, see the ball go through the hole. You know, it's very element- – there's one, there's one of those cliches. There's one for you. <laughs> like, I think in baseball it's the same thing. Get the ball back up the middle. Don't try to do too much. There's a cliche for you. 
here, don't try to do too much. You can't, you're not fooling anybody in the NFL. They're not fooling Fagio. They're not fooling uh, Shermer. They all know that that's the best and worst thing about this matchup. They, they know what the other one's trying to do. Hell, to be honest with you, this may be Drew Locke versus Case Keenum uh, because it's not like their quarterback is completely healthy. And for the NFL talking about how much they care about health and how much they're leaking emails left and right, um, this Thursday night game is a great example of how much they still don't give a shit about NFL players' bodies at all. We don't need Thursday night games. And if we're going to do Thursday night games, there should be buys instituted because Absolutely. we're in week seven and look at the bloodbath that we're walking into. Yeah. And, and, you know, the quarterback said it himself in the post game interview the other day, he said all mm-hmm. the NFL's brilliance, right? Right. Um, I've, I said this before. I cannot believe that they got an extra game added without the extra bye week. I know. Right. And, and this is the first question. A lot of people have, um, why doesn't the Thursday game come after the bye? Because the language in the CBA says you have to get a certain number of days off, right? And that right. would not allow you to play on Thursday. But if you would have added the second bye week, right, then you can keep Thursday night football. Just reduce it by a couple of weeks. And everybody can have the early bye week, which they really need right now. Yes. And then everybody can have the later bye week. And then a certain number of those teams can come off that later bye week and play on Thursday. And so there is a freshness factor. And the, yes. I mean, the product sucks. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and here, and right. And here's the thing that we've learned through the Mac and Mac football. God bless you. Whenever you put on football games, we will watch as Americans. Yeah. If we put it on at nine in the morning on Sunday, I will lie and not go to church and watch a terrible football game like I did this past Sunday. We will watch bad football. So just spread it out. We don't care if the Super Bowl is on February 15th or if it's on February 7th. Just push it back so we get quality games because. This game should be a lot better than what we're going to see. And I keep hearing some people go, oh, it's going to be like a preseason game. Nah, player, when you start a season, no matter who you put out there in professional uniforms, they play a little bit harder, and there's going to be more injuries come 24, 30 hours from now than we know. But you'll have 10 days to make up for them. So I'm excited about this. Yeah, that's the thing when it goes like this, Trey, is like you can look and you can say – Obviously, you hope that everything goes well with JOK and Kareem and they're back in a month, right? Three weeks, five weeks, whatever. But in the meantime, guys are only going to get more beat up. And right away when I looked at that schedule months ago, I said, oh, my goodness, the bye is not until the week after Thanksgiving. December. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. Can I ask you something? And I can't believe I said this. We just did a pregame show at Fox 8. And and I have a great thing with Wyatt Teller coming up at about 710 tomorrow on Fox 8 if you guys are at home and you're not downtown somewhere. Um, check it out. I think he's a pretty cool dude and getting to know him. And he's taught us a lesson upon social media, Zach. He told me, he goes, Dre, I'm not even on social media, but somehow I've gone. I've, uh, what's the word? With he goes, some, he goes sometime I'm, somehow I've gone viral twice in the last two years, and I'm not even on social media. But my wife has posted me, and somehow I'm one of the most viral athletes in Cleveland, <laughs> and I don't even do social media. And I told him. That means you're doing it right, brother. That means you're doing it right. But can you believe this and help me with this? Out of all the injuries we're talking about, am I crazy to tell you that I'm not most concerned, but very concerned that the Browns don't have anyone to replace JOK for what he does on special teams and what he does in their defense and their sets. And they may not need it against the Broncos, but 
I think by the time you see Baltimore, you hope he's back because that was one of the main reasons you drafted him. And I know he's only played six NFL football games, and I know he's not the perfect player, but some of the concerns we both had about him because of his size show up already. And, Zach, I don't think they have a Swiss Army knife on their roster that can do what he's been asked to do so far. Am I wrong? Well, with Jacob Phillips still on IR, you don't have anybody close. I, I mean, it's just you. the closing speed. It's just the right. closing speed, right? Well, it's like, the size right. and being, like, able, to pl- it's being sure. able to play and go forward and backwards. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's figuring a lot of things out and teams have seen him make plays, so they've seen the best way to go at him. But just the way he closes things down, um, he reads them pretty well too. But even when he doesn't get a good read, he gets a great jump on it, and he, like, jumps off, jumps off, right? Um, Right. So, yeah, so so you're looking at older linebackers playing more snaps. They played better with the older linebackers. Think about that. The games, they've played better without number four playing linebacker when they play the old Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, I don't know why, but it seems that way. Yeah. Um, you know, I would like to think that the defense is going to show up and against a shaky Denver offensive line and just a shaky Denver offense in general yeah. cause a couple of turnovers, right? But the flip side of that, in a game where the other team's going to throw nothing but short passes and you're probably going to have to punt well, <laughs> I'm not sure you picked the Browns. No, well, you got to. They're at home, and it's two points. And I'll, I'll, let's go. Let's go back to the wayback machine. And this is the happy hour. We won't be able to do a Friday. Uh, Zach's got to rub his nose up somebody's butt to keep his job, but that's part of the business. Is what we all do. <laughs> I hate um, your fucking guts. Ah, and I, that's why I kept my video on because I got a tie on. I, I just want to piss you off as much as I can. So some asshole that starts tweeting me at, t- at five o'clock in the morning thinks I'm, he's tough can say something. Um, throwback machine. What year was it that Brady Quinn started on a Thursday night? His first NFL start was against the Denver Broncos on a Thursday night. We had all the pomp and pop. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful night. It was about this time of the year. 2008. Look, I knew the boy would know it. That's what he does. He knows numbers that mean nothing (laughs) but to us. Um, And I interviewed for the Brownstown uh, podcast. I interviewed uh, Brady, and some of that stuff is running this week for the Brownstown podcast. And he said he would never forget that night, playing that Thursday night. I want to say he threw for about 300 yards maybe. I'm sure you'll pull it up while I'm talking. But I think they lost, and he played really well. Am I, 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 I'm not sure. Well, I mean, um, just the safe bet would be that they lost. Um, <laughs> but I'll say this. You're right. I, I remember a lot of stuff. Some of those brain cells have gone away. But, you know, it's, just, it's something in the scheduling algorithm here um, that yeah. these guys play standalone games. Because in 2006, they played the Broncos at home, and that's pretty much the game where Maurice Carthon got fired. Correct. Yes. I, I remember that. That's yeah. where the fullback was throwing passes, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, so it kind of jump, jumbles in there. Um, then you had the last couple of years where they've had strange ones. The Browns went out there on a Saturday in 2018 and got a big win. Case Keenum was the starter for the Broncos then, and it really wasn't that long ago. And then the next year they went out there and they lost to Brandon freaking Allen. Oh, uh, yeah, that and that was, was the Jermaine Whitehead on blood game. <laughs> Sorry, Dustin. Yeah. So you see, you see this can of worms you opened up just got me talking. I didn't look anything up. I just know. This is why I love it. But this is why this podcast is great. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. There are things that are remembered and brought up on this podcast that you just won't find anywhere else. And it's amazing what we remember. Um, and I'm pulling up that 2008 game as we go. It's amazing when you pull up the Broncos and Browns. One of the first thing that comes up is the drive, the fumble. Like that's just a part of the history of these two teams. It's amazing, right? Yeah. Uh, in 2008, it was on November 6th. And the Browns lost 34-30. to 30. It was a great game. I remember Winslow caught a couple of them going to the box. 
Um, yeah, Winslow caught the first touchdown pass of Brady Quinn's career. It was a five-yard pass. I remember that play. Um, Jamal Lewis, Eddie Royale with cheese, had a 93-yard pass catch from Jay Cutler. Brandon Marshall had an 11-yard pass from Jay Cutler. They end up winning the game late. The Browns were up at one time 30-20 to 20 in the fourth quarter with 10 minutes to go, Zach. Yeah, see, I remember that part. When you said Eddie Royal, I, I, I started to come back to me. But again, like I said, those, those <laughs> couple of games in that small window. Um, you know, Brady Quinn was 23 of 35 for 239, two touchdowns. And when the Browns thought they had their quarterback of the future. No, no, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't? Wait, wait, wait. In 08, they didn't? So you, yeah, I disagree. He was drafted in 07. Yeah, I mean. See, you're, it's all running together for you. Yeah, hey, it was you know who the third. You know who the third leading rusher for the Broncos was, was that night? In 08? In 08. Peyton Hillis? Yes. <laughs> Eight carries for 24 yards. He ended up getting traded for Brady Quinn, right? Yeah, the next year. Yeah. Yep. It was a Quinn and a Quinn for Hillis and a pick, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Jamal Lewis led the Browns with 60 yards rushing. Joshua Cribs had 48 yards rushing on three carries. And our guy Jerome Harrison had five carries for 48 yards in that game as well. There's some names there. There's some serious, serious names there. Dante Stallworth had four catches for 48 yards. Steve Hyden, your guy, three catches for 24. Charles Ali had one catch for one yard, and Braylon <laughs> Edwards had one for 15. You can fucking help, Ali. You can fucking kill out there. <laughs> Eddie Royale with cheese. <laughs> oh, your cousin, your cousin played in this game, Nate Jackson. Remember him? I do remember Nate Jackson, yeah. Three for 36. <laughs> Nate Jackson, did he go – no, did he go to Nevada, or I'm missing him up with Corey Jackson? Somewhere like that, but I remember he had some concussion body problems, and he talked about it on Deadspin, like, after his career. Yeah, it wasn't he, became, good. He, he wrote for a little while. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that's where we're at. I think, hey, man, I'm taking the Browns. I, you know what? Since we're doing happy hour, and I know you're writing, and he's working, he's company man USA. He got to do that. He got kids to feed and a dog to feed, and that dog is actually not here to make noise today, so I'll be nice to the little doggy. Um, last week, I think you end up picking the Tennessee game right. If I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Uh, yeah, they won outright. So, yeah, post yeah. six was good. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you this as we go into week seven, um, and then we'll kind of go through the games that we're going to pick this week. Can the running back, Mr. Henry, for the Titans, be the MVP of the NFL? He sure can. I mean, they show no signs of, of stopping, handing him the rock, right? Um, yeah. He's able to square those shoulders. Those long, powerful strides. I mean, he's he's rare. He's you're a little low again. He is he's rare. Really, really rare. Um, yeah, let me let me mess with this. You know, as you mess with it, keep going. I'll tell you if you're low or high. Sorry um, about that. Hopefully, I sound better now. Uh, you know, as we talk about that end of that Monday night game, so easy to question call. You know, play calls, and and we all do it. And why would you run that play? And were they playing for the tire? Were they playing for the victory? Uh, and, and we always make the – I think Terry Francona always said it best. When you're a manager, head coach, or a play caller, you're, you know, you're three inches from being a genius and three inches from being a, a jackass because if it works, you're the, you're the smartest coach ever. If it doesn't work, you're a jackass. I know as we sit right now, the Baltimore Ravens are the number one seed in the AFC. To me, Tennessee won that game on Monday night, but Buffalo did everything right other than that play. And I text you something about – is it Jeffrey Simmons, I think, that made the play? What's that? Jeffrey Simmons, yep. Yeah, Jeffrey Simmons out of Mississippi State was a first-round pick. Um, defensive tackle. Defensive tackle is always hard to read because you can see physically they can do things other guys can't, but they don't dominate games all the time. 
And I text you, and I kind of said this after the game, and I think this is where the Browns got to get lucky with some of their interior guys, the Maliks, if they're playing um, this week. I don't know who's playing in the interior for Denver. But you can lose your job as a general manager um, putting your money down on, a, on an interior defensive lineman. He made the play on, on, on Monday. And, everybody, and I know Chris Broussard don't know who plays for who. And I'm not going to go at Chris Broussard because I've known him since I was 16 years old. But that was a terrible mistake, Chris. you got to know who the fuck you're talking about. You know better. Um, but Does he, he makes that play. And I text you instantly. Sean Rogers is somewhere smiling. Because that to me was Sean Rogers in a nutshell, right? Best athlete on the field. But he only showed up for about five plays a weekend. You know, Jeffrey Simmons would have been a Cleveland Brown except they made the Odell Beckham trade. That's right. Yeah. That's who Dorsey was taking. Absolutely. Dorsey had been to the hometown to investigate the incident and the whole background to back up his theory that he was not a bad kid, that there was reasons that that happened. And he had never been in trouble since. And he had, he hasn't been right No. Uh, so he was going to be a Cleveland Brown. That's right. I'm, I'm, that's why I remember his name so well, probably. Yep. But he did make a hell of a play. And, I, and that's where you have to ask yourselves, and I know we get caught up in numbers and this guy's not that good and this and that. Um, some guys you can't, you can't grade just on the numbers. If you make a game-winning play, I think some of your other sins aren't looked at nearly as strongly, right? Yeah, and, and, and that whole sequence too, Dre, is, is when you're going to play these competitive games. And I, Frankly, you know, I didn't watch the whole thing closely. I watched a lot of it. I was flipping back with baseball. I was kind of doing some other stuff. Um, I didn't think Tannehill played well, right? Yeah. This no. game, these games are coming to third and fourth downs, and they're coming to the last two minutes. They just are. Most of them, 12, 12 a year, 14 a year. Every right. big game is coming to yeah. this, right? Well – I'm glad you said that about – because I'm talking about a defensive lineman, but I'm glad you took this where you went. You're right. Tannehill – hey, Tannehill walked away as a winning quarterback and we crowned him, right? <laughs> but as I watch – and what happened to you, man? You used to be two, three, four TV guy, man. Love and the dog has changed this motherfucker. I don't know what's <laughs> happened. I used to dream of living like Zach. Now he, I'm living like he used to live with the kids and family. Anyway, you got to get another TV. I'll talk to you, lady, man. I got to get you another TV in the living room. Um Tannehill won the game. Well, didn't he? Didn't look like a Pro Bowler, but he made a couple plays when they were needed, Zach. And he's got the MVP possibly behind him. Uh, you know, the first round pick makes a play defensively, but head and shoulders, uh, the Buffalo team looked they they looked like a Super Bowl. They look like yeah, the team. They're, the they're still my pick right now. And I was actually in a, in a text message debate with some friends earlier, like about the dangers of crowning anybody in October, yeah. right, or writing anybody off in October. Um, you know, I, I would, you and I said it on the last happy hour edition. Mm-hmm. We say it right now, if I'm picking one team and gosh knows I've been wrong once or twice before, I'm still picking Buffalo. Nothing in that game changed it. It came down to a few plays. Do you execute or not? Right. Do you finish your tackles? Right. Do you finish your drives? And you know, they got beat that night, but I just think the way that they have grown, they have kept the core together and grown and added pieces to the pass rush you know, adjust defense to play certain teams certain ways, namely Kansas City, added Emmanuel Sanders. And just the way Allen so effortlessly throws the ball down the field. I mean, yeah. those guys catch it. You know, Les Welker had a, his first big game of the year. Um, <laughs> you caught him with Les Welker. <laughs> <laughs> Les Welker. <laughs> That's not my line. Everybody knows that. We've talked about that on here before. The, I call him the white Kyrie, but I like but man, Emmanuel Sanders is just so smooth. He, what, he's Always like open. a year eight, year nine guy, right? Always open. They got Always. and they got the Knox kid. They they they're built well. 
They're built. And I got to say this, and you know, I don't like repeating anything um, that asshole that writes for the uh, 850 says, but he does have some John Elway in him. He does. He just does to me. Yeah, I think that's a fair comparison. I think that is. Adrian, Big, strong. In five minutes, the Cavs right. play tonight. <laughs> well, um, all right. yeah, what's your over-under wins losses for him? Can you put him at – is 37? No, it's you 20. you over-under 37? It's not 37. I know. I'm making up my own. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Under 37, please. Yes. Under, <laughs> under, 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 under. What do uh, they have in Vegas? It's around. It's in the twenty-seven, twenty-eight range. I, I I heard that on a podcast. I have not looked at that. Uh, okay. Early season NBA. I did flip it on last night. Um, and, and, and listen, I will watch from time to time. I know nothing about the inner workings of the team, so eventually we'll give you some some deeper Cavs talk. And, and right. hopefully they earn it. I would love. I would love for the Cavs to to be exciting and to show some promise. Hey, right? Hey, they. You know what? I know they're going against the grain, but I have nothing against playing these three seven footers. Taking a, if you don't have a star wing player and you're not going to just get when you can't get Cade Cunningham and you, you obviously aren't getting Kevin Durant and LeBron, we have to say we got to do something on LeBron at some point in time. You guys can tell me what you want and they may not go to the finals, but it is unbelievable in year 19 that he still puts up what 25, 10, and 8. I saw like, the numbers, but I didn't see the game. I was last league. I mean, I mean, it's it does. If you thought, if you told me, if you told a person it was his ninth year, you would believe it. That's my oh, point. Sure. He I don't, defies. Yes, he defies. It's 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 not normal, people. That what he's doing. Um, the Cavs. I, like I said, can Okoro grow into something? Will they figure out the point guard situation? I like that they brought in um, the uh, backup point guard, the guy that's been with the Jazz in Minnesota, Rubio. I'm glad they brought Rubio in because he's a, a true point guard. Uh, he can shoot a little bit. Eh, I I think they can get to 30 wins. I'm going to say over 30. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I'll say yeah. It. Uh, you know, I, I just think from, from what I've seen, I think Darius Garland shows a lot of promise, right? And he, he didn't have a college career because he got hurt in November. Right. Uh, he was drafted early to a bad team and was hurt his rookie year. And I just thought last year that he showed a lot of promise. So he's still a small guard, and, and we'll see how it works out. But I, I think he has the kind of vision and feel for the game that you just can't teach, right? I agree. And, and, and can, guys like that can last a lot longer being smaller or not being the most athletic player on the floor right because they can raise the level of others and they can get the ball where it's supposed to go so yeah um i understand that that early returns on evan mobley are are promising that doesn't entirely surprise me i don't know that this is just again from listening to podcasts and and talking to people in the basketball community in passing right talented kid um you know i still wanted jalen suggs i still think jalen suggs will be phenomenal but we'll see we'll see how it works out but you just but you can't say that when you just said what you said what they kind of got a Jalen Suggs. They, I mean, how do you find out about I, Darius no, Garland? That's, that, that's all I was ever saying to you. You kind of got. I'm not saying Darius Garland's better, or worse, but they kind of do the same thing. Well, I don't know that they got any sure things anywhere. So why not take the? It's not like they're they were a player away, right? No, but how do you develop a? I mean, is there even a guarantee that Isaac Okoro belongs as a starter in the league, and they took him in the top fucking five? No, I I think he's <laughs> I think he's a player. I mean, because okay. you don't find six, seven guys that are that athletic and can defend. Does he need to get a jump shot? Yes. Does he need to grow in other parts of his game? Yes. But the NBA, you know this better than anybody else. Because of AAU and because of how when guys leave early, you have to have guys grow up and learn the game at this level. So the question right. really is, 
the question really is with this, because you wanted that guy, that guy. Do they have the coaching staff? And I don't know, because I'm not there. Do they have the coaching staff to get these guys, that whoever's drafting them, and actually help them grow into what they could be? Can Darius Garland grow into that? If he's sharing the rock and sharing the handball, the, the, you know, the conditions with who he's sharing it with, with a guy that comes in in Sexton, who I don't think Sexton's a bad player. But it doesn't seem like he fits like a guy that at his height knows how to share and get everybody else going. You're right. And listen, in fairness, uh, again, I'm not involved in the inner workings because of the pandemic. I've not seen any of these guys play in person, right? And when I'm watching on TV, um, you know, A, it's usually with a beer in my hand. Or B, they are children playing against grown men in this league. Yes. Right? Yes. That's that's it. I just feel like, and we've talked about this, I feel like, the, this rebuild has gone to the point where this GM is, is, is deep, is in deep. Right. Yeah. And sometimes that can lead to the next move being a rushed move. Now, eventually you have to go for it. Like this is sports today. Aggressive wins. Mm-hmm. Um, five-year plans are, are mostly, mostly a false hope. Right. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, I feel like if more than a couple of these guys that they've had all these high picks with and now had all this time, I mean, it's not like LeBron left yesterday right this is this is year four since he's been gone so um it's it's time to see some i I will say this tonight i will watch first and foremost coastal carolina versus app state because that's a really good football game there's two baseball games on i will see a little bit of the Cavs, but october nba does nothing for me and the season should start on christmas and i've been telling you we've been said that all right let's go through some of the games that we're going to pick happy hour style Last week, I won by two games, but you did bounce back and you won the Monday night game. Uh, we can do Broncos, Browns if you want. I think it's a two. I think I saw a two point spread for the Browns last time I checked over under 41. I would take the under. Under. Uh, we, under. That's yeah, my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we both agree there. Um, if there's a game you want, you let me know. I'm skipping the Packers and the Washington football team. Uh, let's go with Chiefs, Titans. Chiefs just haven't seemed to have an identity yet. They look like they took off a little bit against Washington. They are going to Tennessee, who is riding high, my friend. And they are a home dog as the Kansas City Chiefs are getting five and a half right now. What do you got? I want the over. You could play safety for the Chiefs right now. Give me the over. (laughs) I mean, the the Titans are down both their starting corners, I think, or at least possibly down both their starting corners. Yeah, they're down to like three. Well, the over-under is 57 and a half, so I think the over is the way to go. Um, I'm going to say – I'm take. I would take the Chiefs. I don't know why, but I'm gonna take Chiefs plus or minus six five and a half. I'll give you your uh, look at this. I gave him over under. This you see how he rode with it as soon as he could. <laughs> I just think you know what though. I just don't think Tennessee. And I shouldn't say this. They did it with Buffalo. What I mean, we see. And this is the other thing. We we complain about every. Oh, this is a tough part of the schedule. Who has an easy part of the schedule? No, no one does. You know, if you Tennessee, see the Lions or the Texans on there, you think you're lucky stars. But the next week, you're playing somebody that's legit. Yes, um, I'm saying Z took over, took over, um, and the over is 57 and a half. All right, let's go with. Uh, I'm not doing Falcons, Dolphins because don't nobody care. Um, Jets, Patriots, don't nobody care. Then these are bad games this week. Panthers at the Giants. Carolina's a three-point favorite in New York. Yeah, this is bad football, man. This is bad football. You know what? Cancel I, I, that I'll, say, I'll say that. In you know, I saw the Giants up close. I've seen you know they played a Thursday night game early in the year. I haven't seen yeah. a lot. I thought their defense was going to be good enough to keep them in games, but agreed. From 
watching from afar. And again, they, they've mostly been playing the same times the Browns have. That's I was apparently wrong there. So you're lucky. Sam Darnold, your buddy Frenchie, um, got some talent, but man, he's got major ball security issues. Major. He's got, major he's got, I grew up with the Jets security. He just needs to play. He needs to play. I'm taking Carolina, by the way. Yeah, that man, it seems like it should be a whole lot more than three. <laughs> there, it's in New York, though. I know. Yeah. And this is Frenchie's, this is his homecoming, even though it's not against the Jets. <laughs> he gets to come home. Uh, all right, here's a good game. Maybe the best one o'clock game of this week. Bengals at four and two go to Baltimore five and one. This is almost reminiscent of what, what about six years ago when the Bengals would, you know, they would get to the cusp of being a part of the AFC North, the hierarchy. And then they would always get pushed back. Um, the Ravens have 16 guys on the injured list, Mr. Jackson. Uh, and they're the no excuse league exemplified like no other. They have done it. They come into this game against the Bengals as uh, they're getting six and a half, basically, to, to to cover. Bengals, can they cover that six and a half is the question I ask you. Yeah, this is certainly not one that I would invest any real pennies on. But in this <laughs> format, I'll take the Bengals plus six and a half. I, I do Look think it'll you. be a competitive game. Z is taking the Bungles. Let me write that in. Cincinnati plus six and a half. Um, since you do that, and as I'm thinking about it, my question is, Bengals defense, we have talked so much about their offense. They've played pretty decent defensively as well, Zach. The question I have is, do they have enough in their secondary not to play the pass, but to keep Jackson in the, in the, <laughs> in the backfield? And I don't know. Uh, I'm going to take – I don't want to agree with you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, but I'm going to go with you. Both of us are going to take this, the Bengals. I can't believe I just did that. I'll be stunned if they win the game outright, but I'll take the six right. and a half in that kind of division game. Um, yeah. Two kind of flawed teams, big circumstances. Right. You know? uh, yeah. No, that's fair. Um, I was going to ask you Rams Lions, but the Rams are a 15 point favorite right now. That's ridiculous. There's three double digits. I think this week. Yeah. At least. Yeah. I mean, Cardinals the, are 17 are playing and, the Cardinals. Yeah. yeah. Cardinals are 17 and a half point favorite in the NFL. That happens like twice a year. And the, Buc- and the Buccaneers are 12-and-a-half-point favorite. This is the worst slate of games of the year. It's bad. All right, so let's go to Sunday night. Sunday night, the 49ers are hosting the Colts. Both are two and only two win teams. 49ers coming off the bye, which should help them, but they've got so many injuries. Who knows? Colts finally kind of using Jonathan Taylor, but they're two and four. And really, with Tennessee winning last week, the Colts got to start winning. 49ers got to start winning. This is a serious, seriously, I hate saying this this early in the season for as much as we're freaking out here in Cleveland, thinking about a three and three teams playing each other. I think this is a must win game for both teams on Sunday night. Um, 49ers, like I said, are four point favorites against the Colts. What you got? You know, I did see because the Colts played at one, the Browns played at four. I thought Carson Wentz threw it pretty well last week. Um, the Niners are interesting. You know, I, I was all in on them as a Super Bowl contender given the injuries, and just I thought, you know, organizationally they were pretty deep and pretty good, but they've been crap. Um, they, they really have. Can't and back to Jimmy G. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you one thing working against them here, maybe not working against them, but one thing I know from years of the Browns, when you're ready to move on from a guy but you have to go back to that guy, he's not the guy. Right. Good point. Um, and the clubhouse knows it. <laughs> yeah. And the clubhouse knows it and the organization knows it. And he knows you've already picked the other guy. Right. It's just bad. Uh, I'll yeah. take the Colts plus the points, but, but I would say what that's gotta be a low total in that game. And it's probably going to be an under 44 young man. Yeah. I'm going to take San Fran. Um, but I agree with everything you said. I just, I'm still buying into what you bought into. They still have players defensively, Zach. 
Um, but the injuries, they cannot get out of their own way. Um, they're like our fantasy football team. If they, if it, if it can be injured, they, it's been injured. With we'll the tell you about our fantasy team. Hey, I just got pinged by work, so let's wrap it up here. All right, perfect. Saints, Seahawks, Monday night football. Seahawks are a uh, – actually – the Saints are minus five. Saints are minus five. I think I'm taking the Saints because the Seahawks are beat up like a mofo. My rule, Jameis giving points on the road. No, thanks. I'll take the other side. <laughs> so you're, taking, you're taking West Virginia's finest quarterback? Yes, I am. I am. All right. Z takes the Seahawks at plus five. Look at you. I'm taking New Orleans. So we'll, we'll figure this out next week. Hopefully, guys, you guys are enjoying the happy hour. Uh, thank you guys for all coming here. Thank you to Blue Wire and everyone else out there. I'm getting a hold of American Liquor. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll be able to jo- have American Liquor and American Fireworks and whatever food place that wants to join in, and we'll have just the best 4th of July once a month because of the A to Z podcast. We appreciate you. Enjoy Thursday night football. Don't take this shit so personal because you know what? Most of these players, if they can limp off the field after the game tomorrow, they're going to have the best weekend ever. You better <laughs> figure out how to do it just yourself as well. Uh, God bless America. God bless football cliches and God bless all of you. Talk to you soon. (laughs) See ya.